Good morning. morning. Everybody awake? You came to second service, so you should have had more sleep, right? Yeah. I didn't get much sleep last night. Uh, Went to bed like 12.30, got up at 6.30. Couldn't sleep, so I just got up and went on. So we'll see if there's a nap later in my future. A few quick announcements. Well, first of all, I want to welcome you to Cornerstone. If you've never been here before, welcome. Uh, Make sure you Go to the desk when you're done. Uh, if this is your first time here, fill out a, a card. Let us know you were here. Um, welcome to everybody online. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, have a couple quick announcements to get out of the way. Uh, we are collecting, at least to Wednesday, the gift cards for Caden. I want to make sure I say his name right. Um, the, the little boy who has uh, leukemia. Is it leukemia? I believe it's leukemia. Um, something like that. Anyway, he's having to go to the hospital a lot. They're traveling a lot. Um, and we're, we're getting some gift cards together to try to help the parents out because it costs a lot of money to do all that stuff. Um, one other announcement, final one is uh, we are having youth tonight at 630. We're having the five, six group and we're the, the older group. So uh, bring your youth out. We'll try not to beat them up too much and we'll send them back to you when they're all done. Um, so it's been an interesting few weeks for me. Uh, I ended up, I, I knew that I, was, I had to do this message, um, and I ended up getting COVID. It was not pleasant, um, but it was not completely unbearable. Had a little bit of pneumonia afterward, um, but all's good now. Don't have to worry. You know, um, it's, it's been gone for a while, so I'm all good. I'm feeling like 100% finally again. I can actually like breathe, which is a good thing. Um, but uh, I'm here. I'm Eugene. If you don't know who I am, if you've never met me before, I'm Eugene. I'm one of the elders here at Cornerstone. Um, this morning, as always, uh, when I do a message, I like to have visuals. I like to have props. Um, and, you know, today's not going to be any different, as you can see in front of me. Um, I have different types of card games. Uh, Skip Bow, uh, Phase 10. That one's a frustrating one. Uno Flip. And then this one we just recently got. It's called Monopoly Deal. It's supposed to be like the board game, but it's not. I'm pretty sure the devil invented it. Um, I don't know for sure. I can't, you know, guarantee that. But I have no clue how to play it. My kids know how to play it. I just don't. And that's okay. Uh, The other one is the good old trusty, you know, regular deck of cards. Who knows if my kids actually left all of them in there. There should be 52 cards. Um, With this... You know, as you guys know, there's lots of different games that you can play with a deck of cards. You can play solitaire if you're just by yourself. You can play war. Um, You can't play poker because we're in church. Can't talk about poker. But, you know, there's lots of different games that you can play with uh, a deck of cards, right? But the one thing that all of these card games have in common is that you cannot control the cards that you're dealt, right? Me, be, me being the dad in our group and the biggest hands, I'm usually the one shuffling the cards and I take that job very, very seriously so I make sure that nobody ever possibly gets the same cards that they had last round, even though it's, you know, the chance of that actually happening is slim to none. But I make sure that any deck of cards is fully shuffled. That's my job. Um, and then I let other people deal, whatever. Um, so, you know, people use that phrase though, the... the the hand, that's the hand that we're dealt. That's the, the name of the message this morning. Um, and what does that mean, though, in life? I'm going to put these down now so I don't mess with them. Um, 
you know, if it's used in the right context, it's the absolute truth, right? It's, there are situations sometimes in life that we can't control. Um, as, as a kid, you can't control, obviously, you know, who your parents are, where you were born. Uh, you can't control, you know, some of the influences that might be around you. You can't control any of that. Um, but the cool thing, obviously, as we become adults, is that we can control where we live. We can control who's around us. We can control what's being fed into our brain, uh, who's influencing us, that kind of thing. So even though we may have craziness in our childhood, it can become better as adults. But there are some things, even as being an adult, that we can't always control. Uh, one of the things you know, is disorders. Sometimes you have a disorder, sometimes there's diseases, things like that, right? And I know that I've, I've joked up here about me having ADD before. It's just one of those things I didn't, I didn't, I had no clue until I was in my 30s that that's what it actually was. I always made jokes, but uh, reading some books and, and studying into it um, because I was starting to just like have some problems trying to figure out like if I get my pile too high and I just look at the pile and I freak out and you know, so I was trying to figure out what's going on. Um, but I found that out. And then, you know, in that, you know, with ADD, sometimes, and I'm, I apologize now if I've ever done this to you, uh, if, if we have a conversation longer than 15 minutes, I usually end up telling a story. I even tell stories, obviously, like right now I'm telling this story. But sometimes I go, like, I have squirrel moments, right, where I have, like, 20 different side trails. But eventually... You know, eventually I'll come back to the, the end of the story, the, the point of the story, uh, and then maybe, if you're lucky, you might get a chance to talk. <laughs> you know, and I'm sorry if I've ever done that to you. I really, really, truly am. It's just how my brain's wired, unfortunately. Um, and a few months ago, uh, my wife, uh, it, who's a saint who deals with a lot of stuff with me, um, She's, she's been going through school, and she's almost done, praise God. Uh, she's about to graduate. Uh, she's been going to school for social work, and in that, um, she got a hold of a book. She had to learn a little bit about psychology stuff, and, and we decided the one night to look up to see what all the things were for ADD and see, you know, kind of joke about it or whatever. Um, obviously, you know, I fit the bill there, uh, but then we decided to look, and I found out that I have the H. And I'm not talking about hemorrhoids. I'm talking about ADHD, right? I found out that there was, it, it said you had to have six of the characteristics in the list. And me being the overachiever that I am, I had at least seven. Um, so, you know, whatever. It's, it's something that I've got to deal with. Now, does that make me any less of a person? No. Does it make me less lovable to God? Absolutely not, right? Uh, you know, d am I not human? Sometimes I feel like that. Um, but, uh, you know, are there days where I get frustrated with God because of that? You know, it was, it was a hand that was dealt to me that I had no control over. Would I have chosen to not have it? Depends on the day. Um, you know, it's frustrating sometimes. It feels like a curse at times. It's like, what did I do to deserve this? Like when, because 
with that, if, like I was talking about being piled up with work or something, if I have a big pile of work, then I get stressed out about that, and then the anxiety comes in, and then it just, it just keeps piling up to where I start freaking out. But then, you know, I have to like pray and be like, all right, God, you know, this, I can't do this on my own. And he'll throw some peace in the mix and, you know, remind me that it's okay that he has a purpose for it. Sometimes I don't always see the purpose behind having it, but it's okay, you know? Other things that we deal with, sometimes we get diseases. Um, I, I asked my wife if I could talk about this, but a few years back, she ended up getting uh, rheumatoid arthritis, and it was just kind of out of nowhere. She had been running for years, and she had run like a year solid, and when she got done, she started having like swelling in her joints and issues with all of that, and we found out that it was rheumatoid arthritis, and that, it, it caused a lot of issues, like mostly for her, obviously, but like just frustrations that, that come with that. And now she has medicine that, that helps out a ton. Um, but there still are some things in her life that, you know, she, has, she isn't able to do that she was able to do before. But does that mean that God loves her less? No. No, it's just something that, that came about. It wasn't something that she caused, right? And sometimes we have uh, bad things that come in life, bad situations that come in in life. Uh, we have trauma that comes about that, that we had no clue was coming. Um, sometimes we have relationships that, you know, everything's going good. We're, you know, we got somebody that we truly love and they hurt us. Just out of the blue, something just comes up and it was just like you've been stabbed in the back, right? And it's just, you can't control that. It's something that's out of your hands. But it, it's just one of those types of situations, right? And in, the, in all of those things, in the diseases and the disorders and the addictions and all of those things that we have, um, you know, the, those things, we don't have to let those things define who we are. I'm not just Eugene with ADHD. I'm Eugene that's a dad, a husband of, of five crazy kids. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a business owner. I'm a website designer. I'm a graphic designer. You know, I have all of these things that that's who I am. It, it's, I don't let those things in life, and not just ADHD, but there's other things that come about. I don't, I don't let those things define who I am, and you guys don't have to do that either. Um, you know, and it's, it's hard sometimes being, if you consider yourself a Christian, or if you're just, you know, you're getting into this, you're chasing after God, you're coming to church, and all of that, and you see these bad things that, that happen, you're like, you know, I don't understand this. Why why are these bad things happening? And now don't get me wrong. I want to note that there's two things I'm not saying with that phrase. I'm not saying that we shouldn't chase after God, right? And I'm definitely not saying that only bad things happen to Christians because obviously there are good parts of a Christian life. Um, but follow me on the rest of this thought. We have trials and tribulations, that come in life, right? We have those moments, we have that junk that happens. Um, sometimes it's just circumstances that are brought about that, that we have no clue. Sometimes it's, you know, it's things that we do, things that we mess up, you know, that cause bad things to happen. You know, we, there are consequences to some of our actions uh, that we have to deal with. Um, but, you know, that's, that's not God tempting us. That's not, you know, God hating on us. It's just life sometimes. Sometimes the stuff just happens. And there's a scripture that kind of goes along with this where Jesus was talking to his disciples in a situation that happened. It's John 9, 
1 through 3. It says, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or was it because of his parents' sins? And they did believe that a lot back in those days is that if something was wrong, they, they figured it was somebody sinned. Uh, it said, it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. So obviously, you know, Jesus did heal this man. The man, you know, got his sight back. Everything was great for this dude. I couldn't imagine, like, not being able to see for however many years he was blind. And then Jesus, like, here you go, uh, and be able to see everything. It would just be, it would be a unique experience. But, um, you know, with this guy, he didn't do anything wrong, you know, and his parents didn't do anything wrong. But still, the situation was there. It was just something that happened. Sometimes, like I said, there's things that happen in our lives that, that we didn't do, but it just happens. We just have a circumstance that comes about. But the cool thing is, is that when God gets you to the other side of, of that trial, of that tribulation, of the, those moments that just suck, you know, uh, we can see God get the glory because he got us through it. He gave us the peace to get us through those moments. And again, I don't like them. You don't like them. It's just moments that happen. Let's look at some other examples in the Bible. I'm not going to go into all the scripture because there's a lot of different stories. I'm just going to kind of hit some highlights of some stories. So like Daniel, he was, he was faced with the lion's den. Obviously, there was a story before that, um, but he was faced in the lion's den. He was in a cave with a lion that could have eaten him, and obviously it didn't happen. Uh, for those of you that love Veggie Tales, Rack Shack and Benny. If you've never watched Veggie Tales in your life, go watch Rack Shack and Benny. It's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, but told in a kid's version. It's, it's great. Um, not that what happened to them, but, you know. Uh, but they were faced with a fiery furnace. And then, you know, it even says in the scripture that they looked in the furnace and there was a fourth person in there. And, and some people believe that it was the, the pre-incarnate Christ that was in the furnace with them. There was somebody in there with them protecting them. Uh, Joseph was sold into slavery. Moses had to face the Pharaoh and, and do everything that came along with that. There was a whole, again, a whole lot more than just going up and facing the Pharaoh. He had to go talk to him multiple times, and there was all of the plagues and, and leading the people, and there was a lot. Um, but, uh, yep, where are we at? There it is, ADHD. It's great. Um, you know, they had situations where they weren't in control, but they knew and worshiped and followed the God that was, right? They knew who God was before they had to step into that furnace. They, Daniel knew who God was before he went to that lion's den. And they knew that God was going to watch over them. And I'm sure, I'm sure they had a moment. I know I would. You know, you, you worship and follow a God that, that you serve with all that you have, but you sometimes have those moments, well, what if God doesn't save me, right? But, but they knew. They knew that they were called to do those things. They knew that in the end, God would get the glory, right? If you read the rest of the story, there was people that were changed when they saw what God did and how God rescued those people. And it's amazing. Go read the stories. They're, they're good. Um, so when confronted with a hand that we've been dealt that we can't control, what do we do, right? So first, I'm going to start with the things that we don't do. 
And in turn, you kind of learn the things that you do through, you'll follow it. Um, Okay, so the first point, uh, if you like to take notes, um, is don't let bitterness take root. Um, where, this, where this thought comes from, where this point comes from, is Hebrews 12, 15. And it says this. It says, look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. So there's a lot of stuff just in, in those couple of sentences. And what that's saying is sometimes, you know, with this garbage that comes, uh, if we've been hurt, if we struggle with whatever's going on, sometimes we get what they call, what it's calling a root of bitterness, right? And the root sprouts off and it grows. And, and then we become bitter towards other people. We become bitter towards God. Um, and that's what it's saying to, to be careful of. Because that, that bitterness also, when you're talking with other people, people can see if you're being negative. People can, can feel that about you, right? You know, they can feel that, that vibe, uh, that they get from you because you're just kind of in a dark place and you have to, you know, allow God to restore you and not let that bitterness take hold. Um, speaking of uh, taking control, that's actually the second point, um, is don't try to take control. Now, every time I think about control, I think about uh, my aunt who passed away uh, a number of years back. Uh, she's Vietnamese. And she didn't speak great English, um, but she knew how to, you know, speak enough. And we were talking about my mom. Uh, my wife and I were there, and it was funny because she said about my mom, and sometimes I take these traits on, but she said my mom was a control and a freak. In other words, she was, you know, calling my mom a control freak. Um, but, you know, sometimes, sometimes we have that, right? So, like, let's, let's go back to talking about playing cards we see somebody, and, and we know darn well that they can't actually do that, but we accuse people, we accuse our friends of stacking the deck so that we get the garbage hands, right? Has anybody else ever done that? Raise hands. Come on. Somebody else has done that. I know, come on. Yeah, there's a few. Whatever. I've done that multiple times. I try to take the deck thinking that taking the deck is going to give me control when really, as we said, you know, you can't account for that. I don't know how to stack a deck, but it made me feel like I was at least a little bit in control of that. And sometimes we do that in, in our lives, right? We think, okay, a situation's out of control. This, this stinks. So I'm going to try to take that control. And it sounds good at first, but you know, it, it never really works out, right? And sometimes we even do that in other people's lives too. We think that we can fix what's going on in their life. And obviously, if you've ever tried to do that, it normally doesn't work out so well. Um, I'm, I'm, I, have a, I have an analogy, but I'm, I'm going to refrain from it because I'll get some dirty looks. Um, it was a passing gas joke. Just don't worry about it. Uh, about forcing things and... Yeah, you can figure it out. Um, so let's, let's go on to see what the Bible has to say about, about taking control. Uh, it's Romans 8, 26 through 28. Uh, it says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us 
believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So if, if you are chasing after God, if you have Christ in your life, you have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit in those moments where you are so distraught and stressed out and just ready to blow up, and you don't even have the words to explain what's going on, the Holy Spirit steps in. The Holy Spirit comes in and knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're feeling, and he can express those things to God. And we don't even have to say a word, and I think that's completely amazing. But first, we have to let go of that control in order to let the Holy Spirit do his job, right? And that's sometimes hard to do. You know, we'll say we let go, but we hold on to a couple strings. You know, we're like, well, there's that, and I just kind of want to take control of that. We've got to, like, clip them all, let them go, and let God do his thing. Um, So now that we've talked about the things that we shouldn't do, let's talk about some of the things that we can do. Uh, The first thing that I would say we should do uh, is the next point. It says uh, to throw out your what-ifs. So we all have what-ifs right? We have those, those thoughts where we spend, we spend time thinking about what could possibly happen. And it really honestly makes no sense, but we have those thoughts that come in. And last week, Mike even talked about um, in Matthew 6, where it talks about like, we're not supposed to worry about things, right? We're not supposed to try to take control of those things. We're supposed to allow God to do the worrying for us, to, to not that God worries, but I mean like to take those troubles from us and, and take care of those needs that we have, right? And let tomorrow's troubles be tomorrow's troubles, worry about today. Um, but we still have those what ifs. You know, some of the ones that, that people have right now, what if this pandemic never ends? What if we have to wear masks for another six months? That one freaks me out just a little because um, I'm not big on masks, but I know they do their job. Um, you know, what if my ADHD kicks in while I'm up here giving the message and I look out the window and I see something shiny and I get totally distracted and lost in my thoughts? You know, that's a legit fear that I have sometimes. I'm like, I'm going to get lost and, you know, I don't know where I'm going to go. But what we need to do, and this, this comes from, I was watching an Instagram reel. There's a, a Christian metal band that I, I follow called August Burns Red. If you ever want to check them out, if you're a metalhead, go for it. Um, most of you, I don't know. Uh, you may not like it. Anyhow, he's a vocalist, not a singer. You can catch on to that. Um, but he has a heart for God. He's chasing after God, and you can see it in what he says. And it was beautiful because he said, we need to take those what ifs and change them into even ifs. Okay? So you have those what ifs. What if the pandemic doesn't end? What if we have to wear masks? God's still on his throne. Even if those things happen, even if we have more heartache, even if we have more loss, even if we have more tragedy that comes in our life, even if those things come, God is still on his throne. God is still watching over us. God is still going to provide for every single need that you have. What if my ADHD does kick in? What if I do look out the window and get distracted by something shiny? It's very possible. Um, you know, God has given me these words that I wrote down on these notes so that I don't have to worry about that 
and I can follow my notes because you don't want me to go off script. Trust me, we'll be here all day. Um, nobody wants to be here all day. So the second thing that we need to do, the next point is we need to learn to rely on God. And sometimes we can even relearn, learn to rely on others. But the, the key to that, if you're relying on others, is to make sure that they're actually chasing after God as well. Right? Because if somebody's just living their life in this world and not paying attention to what God has called us to do, you don't want to try to go get advice from them if you're trying to get on the right path. Right? So we've got to, first of all, learn to rely on God. And secondly, you know, have others that we rely on. And when I say that phrase, though, learn to rely on God, it sounds, I started to think about it, and I was like, it sounds like one of those, like, cliche Christian phrases, right, that learn to rely on God. And, and I, I just, like, hear those voices. I don't have voices in my head. I just, you know, I hear those thoughts where it's like, well, Eugene, you've been walking, you're a Christian for, like, 20, 20 plus years. Of course, you're going to be able to do good. Or, well, Eugene, you don't know my story. Well, first of all, to the first point, I laugh. Ha 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 ha. I think I covered them all. Ha ha. Just because I've been walking with God for 20 plus years doesn't mean that I don't have those fears, those worries, those anxieties, those moments of frustration. You know, those moments are still going to come, unfortunately. Um, to the second thing that, you know, I, I don't know your story, but that's okay. You know why? Because I serve a God that knows every part of your story, that knows every hurt, every heartache, every trouble, everything that you've ever done, but he still loves you. He still cares for you, and he's ready to come in and to take control of those things for you. He loves you enough that he sent his son to this earth to die for you in our place. Because with the sin that we have in our lives, that's supposed to be our punishment is death. Like eternal death, not just death, us, our, our body dying, but like eternal death. But Christ came in and stepped in in our place to take that over. So here's some, here's some scriptures. I want to give you guys some scriptures um, for in those moments where you struggle, where you have things that you need, right? So the first one is when we need peace. It's Philippians 4, uh, verses 6 and 7. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. Don't forget that part. Sometimes we go to God, we just dump everything on him, and then we never say thanks when he actually fixes it. Um, but then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And there's other, um, other versions that say, you know, the peace that passes all understanding. God comes in in those moments where there shouldn't be peace, and he brings peace. Have you guys ever had those moments where it's like the world is just crashing around you, and then all of a sudden there's just like this weird peace that comes over? I've experienced it a few times in my life, and it is a marvelous, beautiful thing that comes only from God. Um, so when we need wisdom in a situation, James 1.5 literally says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. God knows that we don't have his mind. God knows that we're just human. So he's okay with us asking questions. 
when we stumble on something that just does not make sense, it's okay to question him. It's okay to question what's going on. It's okay to ask why. Will he always give you the, the answer? Not always. He'll eventually show you. You know, sometimes we have to get through that stuff for us to see why God's doing it. We have to see what glory God's going to get in the end. But it's okay to wait, and it's okay to ask. Uh, this, these next two verses kind of talk about having other people that we can lean on. Um, Galatians 6, 2. Oh my goodness, I need more water. Uh, share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. It's lit- it literally says it's the law of Christ that we are to share each other's burdens, right? So we all have burdens. We all have things that come up. We all have garbage. And us as the body of Christ, we're supposed to share that with one another. So if you see somebody hurting, reach out to them, you know? And if you're hurting, don't be afraid to reach out. Ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. We don't have to have all that control. And one more is uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.11. It says, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you're already doing. So second part of that is already implying that you should be doing this already. Um, But we are to encourage each other and build each other up. A lot of the times, especially on social media, uh, we have a tendency to knock people down. And, and just stomp on them while they're down. But what it says here to do is that we're supposed to encourage each other and build one another up. You know, be praying for your friends. Be praying for your family. Be praying for your pastor. You know, everybody has junk that happens. And we all need prayer. Right? Yes? We can all at least agree on that. We all need prayer. Uh, and sometimes God will put that perfect person in your path right when you need them, and you won't even be expecting it. Um, I'm going to go back. You know, I talked about Moses a little bit earlier. Uh, Let's go to that story. It's Exodus 4, verses 10 through 17. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, O Lord, I'm not very good with words. I've never been, and I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me. I get tongue-tied, and my words get tangled. Then the Lord said to Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. You know, Moses, is, he has some type of speech impediment, I'm guessing, by what, you know, what it's saying here. And God's like, I told you to go. Just go. But Moses pleaded again. He said, Lord, please send anyone else. And I know there have been times where I'll do that. You know, God's calling me to do something. And I'm like, well, can't they just go and I'll give them money or something to, to go do it or whatever? But he's saying, no, you need to do this. But the, the Lord becomes angry with Moses and he says, all right, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, he's on his way to meet you right now. Lo and behold, he will be delighted to see you. Talk to him and put the words in his mouth. I will be with both of you as you speak, and I will instruct you both in what to do. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people and will be your mouthpiece, and you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. And take your shepherd's staff with you and use it to perform the miraculous signs I've shown you. So, you know, God was like, all right, this is my paraphrasing. Uh, God's like, all right, you know, you've whined enough. Here's your brother. You know, your bro can take care of this. 
Here he comes right now. Look, I sent him already ready to help you. Talk to him. Tell him what, tell him what I told you to do. And then still, go do it. Moses still had to go. He didn't just get to send Aaron. You know, he still had to go with him. He still had to speak to the Pharaoh. He still had to speak to the people. And, and you know, obviously you guys know, hopefully know the story of, of everything that, that happened with Moses and the Israelites and, and going, yeah, there was a lot of stuff. Um, but it's all amazing stories to see how God stuck with him through it because Moses knew who God was, worshiped God, followed him, stuck with him. And God even, you know, gave him a little easy out, right? So I have one last story. As you guys know, I like to tell stories, but this isn't my story. Um, this is about a girl named Deepa. Uh, she's a younger girl from, from India. Um, I didn't get the chance, you know, I haven't got the chance to meet her, obviously. Um, but I've been working with an organization called Freedom Firm and helping them to um, do some videos. Uh, if you don't know what Freedom Firm is, um, you can talk to me afterwards, but I'll, I'll give you a little bit, is they are in India rescuing girls that are in trafficking, that are being trafficked, that are being sold to men. You can figure out from there what I'm talking about. Um, you know, they are, the, the organization is amazing. Like they work with the police and lawyers and they go in and they rescue these girls out, but they don't just get them out of there then they walk with them after that. They help them to be restored and get back to normal life. And that's kind of what the video talks about. So go ahead and play that. Kuch 
फ्रीडम फार्म लोग मेरे को हेल्प किए मेरे लड़की के लिए वो अभी हॉस्टल में है मैं इसको बहुत प्यार करती हूँ मेरे को इंग्लिश नहीं आता है उसको इंग्लिश आता है थोड़ा थोड़ा बोलती है मेरा तो सपना तो नहीं था तो उसका सपना मैं पूरा करेगी guys can see you know that's that girl li- ha- was living in a in a nightmare for a while you know she didn't she was not dealt a good hand you know she she, she didn't know who she could trust she couldn't tr- she couldn't trust her uncle obviously she thought she could trust a little kid that was handing her food when really it was drugged you know she ended up in a place that she had no clue where she was she was sold to men um i can't imagine you know uh what that was like 9 months of being stuck and not having a bit of control as to what's going on with your life with your body um i got to go i did get to go i forgot to mention this i did get to go a few years back to india and i got to meet girls that were like deepa um and talk with them through a translator of course cuz i have no clue what they're saying um but i got to like these were girls that were already rescued obviously um but we got to hang out with them we got to show them the word teach them um just play games with them like they had no clue what rock paper scissors was and we got to introduce them to that and it was hilarious it was so fun um but you know there there are people out there that that don't have they have way less control over their situations than we do um but in the end god used freedom firm and the police to rescue her out of there and to to put her in a safe place and it wasn't the end of her story she got married she has a little girl and she said she's doing anything she can to you know help raise her daughter in a good place and in a good way you know uh and i think that's awesome to see that restoration that that only god can do god works out everything in those moments god worked out that specific time where the police came in and raided and got her out and saved her and god can do that in our lives in those situations where we think that you know it's out of control that that things are just spiraling downward. God can come in in those moments and save us. In the midst of the stress, the anxiety, the ADHD moments, the disorders, the diseases, the addictions, he can come in. He could come in and rescue us from those things if we allow him to do those things. And the coolest thing is that it doesn't matter the hand that we're dealt. God can come in and take those cards and he give you give you a new hand, a brand new hand that's for you, that's specific for you, that is a beautiful hand of cards. I know it's a weird analogy, but he can do that. You know, he has all the cards. He knows what's in the in the deck. He can stack the deck for you. But we have to give that to him. We have to release it and allow him to take the control. And I'm going to finish up with two scriptures. First one is Philippians 
8 through 9. It says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. This is Paul talking. Um, He says, And the God of peace will be with you. So, what we have to do is when those thoughts come in, when those, those bitterness moments come in, we have to fix our eyes and fix our thoughts on the things that are true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. And those things can only truly come from Christ. So if we keep our eyes on Christ, that's where things can change. Uh, the next one is Psalm 9, 9 through 10. Uh, I, I love this. I love this. It says, the Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. We just got to search for him, right? He's, he's not going to forsake us. He's not going to abandon us. He's not going to just leave us in the pit if we're calling out to him. And sometimes, sometimes we have to get into the bottom of that pit in order to be able, that's the only way we, we take the opportunity to look up right? Sometimes we have to like bury ourselves in a pile of mess uh, before we look up. And sometimes the world piles it on us. But, you know, we take those moments when we hit rock bottom and we turn and look to the Lord for refuge, for a place to be. I'm going to call the praise team back up. Um, we're going to have a time of reflection. I'm going I'm to pray here um, in just a second. But you can stand and worship along, uh, you can go back to uh, the, the cross and pray, or there's a box back there where you can write out your prayer request. If you have something uh, that you need prayer for, we'll be glad to pray for you. Um, and we also have uh, communion set up. We're, we're doing it about once a month now. Um, but 1 Corinthians 11, it's not on the screen, but it says that we're to examine ourselves before eating the bread or drinking the cup. Um, So just take a moment to make sure that your heart is clean with Christ. Make sure you have Christ in your heart. If you don't, um, you know, come talk to me. Come talk to one of the elders here. uh, And and we'll we'll help you with that. Let's, Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for for today, for your many blessings that you do pour out on us, Lord. And I pray that in this moment today, that if we have worries, if we have stress, if we've, if we've had some, some bad cards dealt to us in our life, Lord, I pray that in this moment uh, that you would come in like a mighty rushing wind, Lord, that you would come in and, and take those things from us and, and remind us why we need to let go and release those things to you because we cannot fix them, we cannot control them, but Lord, you, you are the God that created every single thing in this universe. And you have the ability to fix it all. You have the ability to help us to get onto a brand new path, to walk in a newness of life, to, to have not only a great life here on earth, even though there may be trials and tribulations, but uh, you're still here with us. And, and Lord, if, if we accept you in our hearts, Lord, that we would have eternity with you forever. Lord, and I pray that if there's somebody here today that doesn't know who you are, that truly doesn't, like, may not even have a clue who you are or is chasing after you, Lord God, I pray that they find you in that place. Uh, They find your refuge. They find your security and your hope for a new future, Lord. I pray that, 
I pray that they would reach out to you and just give all of the garbage that we have, all of the sin that we have, all the things that we've messed up on trying to do it ourselves and just hand it over to you, Lord, and that you give them a brand new life. And Lord, we just pray that you be with us as we leave here. Um, Watch over us, obviously keep us safe and uh, help us to be be a voice in somebody's darkness. Um, Use us as your vessels, Lord. Give us the words to speak in those moments. Um, when, there's, when, when those people don't have any other words to speak where we can help them in their lives. We just thank you, praise you, and glorify you and honor you and worship you in Christ's name. Amen.